A lot of songs have been written over the years about work, from Dolly Parton's Nine to Five to The Who's The Dirty Jobs to Rose Royce's Car Wash. Good morning. I'm George Boldarki, and this is Cityscape on 90.7 FM and WFUV.org. Veteran Bronx defense attorney Elliot Shapiro writes songs about work. In fact, he's penned a number of tunes that reflect his more than 40-year legal career. He recently joined me in WFUV's very own Studio A to perform some of his songs and talk about life in the courthouse. Thank you so much for coming in. You're very welcome. Are you a Bronx boy yourself, native to the Bronx? No, I'm not. I grew up in Queens, but my uh, mother grew up in, uh, was born in the Bronx, grew up in the Bronx. My father grew up in the Bronx. My grandparents lived in the Bronx from the time I was born. I visited them in the Bronx. So uh, I have, a, I think, a pretty strong connection to the Bronx. And I've been working in the Bronx for uh, 42 years. Wow, long time there. Did you aspire to be a defense attorney? Yeah. I think I wanted to be a trial lawyer, and uh, criminal defense spoke to me. How so? Uh, once again, I, I, the idea of being a trial lawyer appealed to me very much. And uh, in the world of law, um, where people really try cases, you really find it in the criminal world, not the civil world so much. I don't know when the idea about being a criminal defense attorney hit me. I mean, it wasn't like when I was a kid. It wasn't what I was thinking about. But I think when I went to law school and studied the different subjects, I think what really interested me most was the, criminal, the idea of criminal defense. And uh, to become a good criminal defense attorney at that time, the idea was to join the DA's office and get training as an assistant DA to see the other side, to learn the whole procedures so you had the whole context. So when I graduated from law school, uh, that was my um, direction to go into the uh, DA's office. Where did you study law? I went to George Washington University down in D.C., and uh, as I say, you know, at that time, people had said that, you know, you want to be a good criminal defense attorney, you really need to uh, be a DA first. So I applied to the DA's offices, and uh, that uh, caused me to wind up in the Bronx. And how long did you stay in the DA's office? I stayed in the Bronx DA's office for 11 years. I was really only planning to stay there for four years. It was a four-year commitment when uh, we uh, started back then. But I liked it very much. It was very collegial. And I liked the work. And uh, and I worked in the different bureaus. I wrote a song about it called the Bronx County Assistant DA Blues, talking about some of my uh, adventures and uh, experiences in the uh, DA's office. And then uh, I figured there came a point that, you know, I was ready to go on the other side. So I left in about 1980, and I've been doing that as a defense attorney ever since. Now, did you immediately start doing that here in the Bronx, or did you go elsewhere to defend? I started right in the Bronx. What was that like to defend people against the office that you worked for, the DA's <laughs> office? Well, I'll tell you, it had been a road well traveled by others before me. Uh, it was a very common occurrence. That first day, uh, switching over, well, actually, you know, for the first couple of weeks, maybe even months, when you uh, showed up on the record and you would uh, say, you know, uh, Elliot Shapiro uh, for the defense, out of habit, 
for a long time, I and others would say, you know, Elliot Spear, uh, Elliot Spear for the people. Elliot, you know, the people. You kept on using the people, which is the way the DA would present themselves in the court when you go on the record. So that went on for a while, but over the, slowly over the course of time, you know, I, I, <laughs> I dropped. What did you learn as a prosecutor that has helped you as a defense attorney? Hmm. I think the most important thing might, well, some of the things I think about proportion. Well, here, let me put it like, here, let me think about that. After all these years, it's my feeling that if you can't do both sides, you shouldn't be playing the game. Now, some people may consider that a radical statement, meaning that you should be able to be a DA and do that side, and you should be able to be a defense attorney and do that side. So you're not um, a true believer in one side or the other, that you can see the entire context of the system and that you can do your job on both sides so you don't become too much of too righteous, too self-righteous, too much of a true believer on one side or the other because that type of imbalance I don't think allows you to do a good job uh, as an attorney on either side. So working in the DA's office gave me that balance to see the to see how that that side about the police officers you know what they were like what they had to do in their job the difficulties the complainants the victims to understand them so that when you went on the other side you know you weren't in a vacuum and uh, i think it's quite i think it was very important for me i'm very happy that i did that and i was going to say the sense of proportion about everything that there's no truth about anything. There's only no one right way. That it's uh, every situation, you know, has to be evaluated. And you just can't say, oh, the police are bad, you know, and, uh, you know, they're, they're abusing people. Like some, you know, because I started in the 60s. And at the time, you know, a lot of political activism. And there were some defense attorneys who just had a very negative attitude towards the other side, which I think was, you know, excessive. So as I say, so working on both sides has given me that sense of proportion. Now, you mentioned the song Bronx County Assistant DA Talking Blues. So yes. let me ask you to start off with that song being that you brought it up. Okay. This is the Bronx County Assistant DA Talking Blues, part one. One time ago, this crazy dream come to me. I dreamed I was an assistant district attorney in Bronx County. Went to the doctor the very next day, see what kind of words he would say. Son, that was a bad dream. But it's just in your head, nothing to fear. Doc, you don't understand. That dream lasted near 12 years. Oh, in that case, son, lay down. I lay down and I started talking. Got out of law school in 1969. I thought I was doing fine. Went for an interview at the Bronx DA. Spoke to the district attorney one fine spring day. He was the toughest DA in the city, folks. Well, we were talking and things were going good When all of a sudden up he stood I want to ask you something, he said 
pointing his big DA finger at me. You ever smoke pot, kid? I paused. Yes, sir, I did. That's against the law, he said. Something you should know. But Mr. DA, your honor, sir, I did it where it was legal, on vacation in the nation of Morocco. Oh, I like that, he said. I like that. Very sweet. Because in the courtroom, kid, you got to be fast on your feet. So instead of getting tossed out for smoking pot, he hired me on the spot as an assistant DA. You might say the world works in strange ways. It did that day in the Bronx. And that was just the beginning. One time ago, a dream come to me, an assistant DA in Bronx County. One time ago, a dream come to me, an ADA in Bronx County. Well, I took the oath and I signed the line. They threw me in the complaint bureau in about an hour's time. The complaint bureau, my career preparation for dealing with some of the county's fringe population. An old lady walked in one day, had something real important to say. She looked around, moved in close, whispered in my ear, Sir, my upstairs neighbors are slowly sucking my heart and brains out with a very deadly and powerful ray gun. Could I remedy the situation? Hmm, I suspect that she had some issues, but I was new to the game. I tried to be calming. Ma'am, why don't you go home, take two aspirin, get a good night's sleep. I'm sure those rays will be gone in the morning. But she just sat there and didn't move and didn't leave. Well, his first grade detective was sitting nearby. He called me over. If you want to get rid of her son, you got to deal with her problem. Now listen up, Jack. Tell her to go to the supermarket, get some double-strength Reynolds aluminum wrap, go home, line her ceilings with it, and bounce them bad rays back. Huh? Do it, kid. I did. And sure enough, her eyes lit up, she nodded her head, and out the door she fled. Never saw her again. One time ago a dream come to me, assistant DA in Bronx County. 
One time ago a dream come to me An ADA in Bronx County Bronx defense attorney Elliot Shapiro on Cityscape here on 90.7 FM and WFUV.org. True to life, that song, is that how it all played out? <laughs> you know, just about everything in there is just exactly how it happened. Yeah. What came first for you, the music or the law? <laughs> the music. I started playing guitar uh, the summer I graduated from high school. When I worked up at the uh, up at the Catskills at a hotel, I was a lifeguard and swimming instructor. And one of the members in the band, Latin band, wanted to learn how to swim, and uh, I wanted to learn how to play guitar. So we had an exchange, an exchange, and that's where I started playing guitar. And I played uh, through college. That was really the real surge of the folk boom. Although I had started listening very deeply in around my junior year or so in high school to the Kingston Trio. Uh, the weavers, and one thing led to another. You know, it's an incredible progression and a trip I've had with music all these years for a long time, one thing leading to the next, and uh, playing music all along. When did you decide to write lyrics specifically about what you do as a profession? The first song I wrote was um, this song, the Bronx County Assistant DA Talking Blues. That was the first one I wrote. You know, I only write songs when, when it moves me. I'm not like a professional who sits down and does it, you know, uh, on demand. When I get an idea or something that just wants to come out, like, you know, you hear other artists talking about it, that's how I really write songs. All these songs came from that kind of situation. Do you find it cathartic to write these songs after a hard day's work? I find it very satisfying if you can shape it and it comes out like you hoped and it works. It's so satisfying when the lines fall into place. It's a feeling of great satisfaction if you can just get it down. You have a song called Courthouse of the Law. Can you play that song for us? Sure. George, this song, Courthouse of the Law, I like to play on banjo. And that comes out of my real interest in Appalachian music. Um, And I like the way the banjo sits with ballads and the rhythm of it and the tone of it. Because the tuning I use for this is this um, mountain tuning from the deep Appalachians, this modal tuning. And I kind of think it, it suits um, the material and, the, and this particular song, The Courthouse of the Law, which is a song that, uh, once again, I just wanted to, in a song, just give an idea of what, uh, what I see, particularly with a lot of my young clients over these years, young men and just to give a sense of that world. So, Courthouse of the Law. Fate 
God holds his trust. In the back two women weep, his mother and his wife. One is dressed in black, one is wearing white. A lawyer is a sign, they hope he's pretty good. He is from downtown, they are from the hood. In the courthouse of the law, the young men come in. Some will there grow in the courthouse of the law. The young men come and go. Some will visit once. Some will there grow. The narc is called. He steps up to the stand. I paid him fifty dollars. He put drugs right in my hand. The young man testifies. He swears to say what's true. I was standing on the corner dealing dust I did not do. The jury leaves to vote and the young man's destiny. Either way up state in hell or home with his family. The lawyer steps outside, takes in the summer air. He knows a jury verdict can be false or can be fair. In the courthouse of the law, the young men come and go. Some will visit once, some will there grow. A verdict has been reached. Their vote is to acquit. The prisoner is released. His mother thanks the Lord. The young man hugs his wife. Tears drop to the floor. This time the jury got it right. In the courthouse of the law, the young man come and go. Some will visit once, some will there grow. Some will break a promise, some will break the law. Some will break themselves against the courthouse door. Some will break a promise, some will break the law. Some will break themselves against the courthouse door.
Bronx defense attorney and musician Elliot Shapiro on 90.7 FM and WFUV.org. For a lot of us, the closest we get to any of this stuff is a television show like Law and Order. But you live this day in and day out. Is it hard not to get emotionally connected to these cases? Yes. Yeah, some of them. But, uh, you know, you have to be, as they say, like a surgeon to have that professional distance. Sometimes it's the families, even more so than the defendants, the mothers, um, husbands, wives, um, who are just uh, beside themselves and just in such pain, excruciating what they're going through with their loved one, particularly if the person's been locked up, you know, in jail. That's where you see it, you know. You really feel for them. How do you defend someone who you know is guilty? It's not a problem at all because that's the rules of the game. You know, the way the rules of the game are that the DA has to prove uh, the defendant guilty beyond their reasonable doubt. And if the evidence is not there, even if the person is technically guilty, if the evidence is not there, the rules of the game of our, our Constitution and our laws, that the person should not be found guilty. Because, um, you know, the, the verdict is that the jury says it's not not uh, 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 they don't, they, say, they don't say um, innocent or not innocent. They say guilty or not guilty, meaning whether the, under the law there was sufficient evidence to find the person guilty. So, you know, um, one could look at it as a defense attorney um, that my job is to ensure that the people do their job properly and that there's sufficient evidence. And if it's not, then the chips have to fall where they are and the person should not be found guilty. Or let's see, as say there's an illegal search. If the police violate the person's constitutional rights by an illegal search, even if the person had, let's say, some drugs on them, let's say some marijuana, and they search that person illegally, then the law says that even though that person had the marijuana on them, that person can be set free and win the case. So, you know, it's like, you know, a lot of people say, gee, I I have trouble with that. You know, how can you represent someone who's guilty? But, you know, everyone, you can't get through our school system 12 years through high school without following the rules. And it's just like another rule to follow. And once you, you know, buy into that, there's really no problem whatsoever at all. So no guilty conscience when someone walks out of a courtroom, someone who's been acquitted of a crime, but you know they actually committed that crime? Oh, uh, no. It, it, that, that's the way the, you know, the game is played. Now, you've written a song that talks about some of these issues, right, called the Bronx County Criminal Defense Attorney Blues. Yes, I have. That one I uh, wrote, uh, it's a recent one. And uh, I did that in my home recording studio where I did multi-tracking, which I like to do, so I could kind of create the sound of a whole rhythm and blues band. I was playing the, uh, the electric guitar, the bass, uh, rhythm guitar, used a drum machine for the rhythm. And that way I could layer it up and get the kind of sound that I was looking for for that song. Well, let's hear that sound right now. We'll roll that song in.
I'm a criminal defense lawyer. Been doing it for 32 years. I'm a criminal defense lawyer. Been working for 32 years. Waiting for the appellate division. Driving your poor boy to tears. Hey, is that a brand new private client? With you in court that I see. Hey, is that a brand new private client? With you in court that I see. Hey, I got three on today. All of mine are courtesy of 18B. She signed up 17. How can you defend the guilty? Been asked about that 10,000 times. How can you defend the guilty? We've been asked that 10,000 times. But give me a guilty man. I don't want no innocent conviction messing up my easy mind.
The Bronx County Criminal Defense Attorney Blues by Defense Attorney Elliot Shapiro. How much has the law changed since you came on board back in the late 60s? I'll tell you the thing that strikes me the most. When I started in the DA's office in 1969, if there was a woman in the courtroom, it, it was the court reporter. And that was it. Women did not serve on juries back then. I believe it was an exemption they had for being a housewife. So the jurors were all men. The court office were all men. The lawyers were all men. The judges were all men. From that time to today, I'll look around the courtroom. Every single person in the courtroom is a woman. Now, that is unbelievable the way that has changed, that demographic has changed in my lifetime. The judges are women, the court officers are women, the lawyers are women. Um, it's, so, it's incredible. So that probably is the most amazing thing that I've seen in the course of 40 years. Elliot Shapiro, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, George. Elliot Shapiro is a blues-singing defense lawyer from the Bronx. His musical talents inspired me to see if this broadcast journalist had any singing ability. You can hear how that went on our website, wfuv.org slash cityscape. I'm George Bodarki. My thanks to senior producer Morlene Chin. Have a great weekend. <laughs>